Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Will Graves, friend in the show, friend in real life, he texts me, bruh, if birds evolved from dinosaurs, would that make them reptiles too? Hashtag Will Graves gets the show. Ed tweets, laughing so hard, a chicken, O-M-F-G. <laughs> Raptor talk. Anyway, Rob Rossi's a perfect vulture name. We'll get to Rossi coming up in a few minutes. It is March Mania here at Sensi's. We gave away 68 teams. It took an entire show. It was a lot of fun. And Bud Light, the sponsor, uh, I I love my job. <laughs> I do. I really do. We're sitting here during the break, and Brian vapes, and I used to smoke cigarettes, and I pounded a Bud Light, and I'm feeling pretty good about my life right now. I walked outside and vaped with them, came back in. Now I'm leaning back. We're talking about Raptors. We're talking about hockey. We're talking about March Madness. Times are good in Crowley World until tomorrow when Villanova ends all my hopes and dreams. We'll get to Rob Rossi coming up in a second. Mr. Richard, though, next up on the phone from Wheeling. Hello, Mr. Richard. Howdy, dude. What's you know, one thing I was wondering, why do you give the number out to take calls when you really don't want anybody calling in? Two things, Mr. Richard. Number one, very astute of you. And number two, it's a reset technique that a lot of radio hosts use. And typically, we just let calls hang on the line. Fortunately for you, we like you. So when you do call in, we let you right through. So what are you complaining about? I'm not complaining. 412-922-2874. <laughs> Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Let's talk to Rob Rossi now. Rob, they're naming an owl after you? What the hell? How does that happen? I don't even understand. Well, I have uh, helped the aviary at times in the past couple of years uh, do some promotional work, and I was definitely a friend of Bird. Um, Not literally, I guess, but um, I was very scared of birds because they are dinosaurs. And I, um, my CEO at the trip and friend Jennifer Bertetto is on the board and said, we should try to get you to sort of get over this phobia. And as I did that, I grew to like the people at the aviary and told them uh, I'd lend my considerable popularity anytime they wanted to draw attention, some things going on. So uh, I've done that, and now they're naming an owl after me. So it'll be fun. Is there a worse kind of bird to be named after than an owl? I picked the owl. I had choices. Uh, I went with the owl. Spoiler alert, Rossi. Owls are not smart. They just appear smart because they have glasses. Owls do not... Oh, God. Um, owls do not uh, interact all that much with other species. They do one not like to be around people. And they do most of their best work at night. That's me in a nutshell. Do they have a separate tree where they have sex with owls? Uh, yes, that's that's all creatures of the night, Adam. Rob, can I get a bird named after me? And no, if I, I thought you might, but I'm not even sure I can get you into the ceremony after the uh, the cheese bit yesterday. I mean, that that was so disturbing on so many levels that I you're lucky I'm doing a couple segments with you, to be honest. I don't even know what you're talking about. Rob Rossi joining <laughs> me here on the Crowley Show. I think I'd be a falcon. 
or a crow. Actually, crows are one of the smartest kinds of birds, and they feed off of the dead. And I feel like I take a lot of good ideas from other people and perfect them. And well, I think well, that I that think is, in this market of dying talent, yes, you'd be the perfect crow. Oh, that is a great joke. This is another transition. Rob Rossi joining me here <laughs> on the Crowley Show. Uh, Rob, I do think that the aviary is making a big mistake by naming a bird after you. Uh, but that being said, I almost got married there. Uh, but we walked in and it smelled like bird feces. I love the aviary. I've been there. I mean, I've probably been there 40 times. I really do love birds. Good, I love good the for aviary. you. Let me, just say, yeah. let me just say, Adam, I appreciate that because I, I, was, I would admit ignorance. I did not realize how special our aviary was uh, because, again, I was afraid of birds. Um, but when I went there for the first time a couple years ago, it's a wonderful place. It's the national aviary. I don't think a lot of people in Pittsburgh realize that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Our zoo and aquarium are awesome. But this is the national aviary. So the best of our flighted friends come here. Uh, there's amazing creatures that, that don't fly like the sloth. Um, they have all kind of great interactive events to do, like the feedings and that. So this isn't just like, hey, they want to be associated with me, so I'm cool with it. Like, it's a really cool place. And especially if you have kids, now look, I don't don't want to, but for those that do, <laughs> go. Rossi, are there penguins at the aviary? There are, and I've fed them. And I even got along with a penguin named Sydney at the aviary. So uh, that actually started my recent, you know, face turn towards the penguins, which disgusts me and the penguins, I'm sure. There was not a penguin breeder by the name of Jim that was insulting to you, was there? Uh, it wasn't insulting towards me. Okay. He might have asked that I bring ice cream next time, but he didn't. He didn't insult me. Funny story here on the bird topic, <laughs> at, at least to me and maybe to nobody else. But I went to the beach with my friend Pete, and that is a funny story. Uh, hilarious, right? Well, let's just end the segment right there. Bam on the high. I was about I don't know, eleven years old. He was a little bit younger than me, and a bird pooped on his shoulder. And his mom said that it was an ice cream cone that someone had dropped on him, mm. and that way he would not cry. But then he licked the poo, and that's uh. not a good thing to do. Also, I don't know if you know this, Rossi, but birds do not poop. It's guano. I did not know that. I do know it's good luck, though. That's what everybody keeps telling me. If a bird does its business on you, it's good luck. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, a bird crapping on you might be better than, you know, staying on Twitter today to listen to people talk about Pitt. Oh, do we have to talk about Pitt, Rossi? <laughs> I mean, for the love of God, here's the deal. Pitt's going to get a coach. We don't right. know who the coach is going to be. It's probably going to be someone we've never heard of, but that doesn't necessarily preclude them from being a good coach. No, and here's the other thing, Adam, and look, I'm, I, I'm in the position where I don't care what people think of me so I can say these things. When I was a reporter... And I'm not, I'm not anymore. But when I was a reporter, I loved covering things like trade deadline, like uh, free agency, coaching searches. And the reason I love that is that's when, as a reporter, you can show your, your salt, so to speak. That's when you can show I have the sources. I can go out and talk to people on both sides or all three sides or however many sides there are. And I can tell you what's going on, right? That's what I loved when I covered the Penguins, telling people what's going on. And look, I, like every reporter, can be fairly accused of getting played. But what's really bothered me during the past week is 
Nobody's telling me what's going on in town. All I'm hearing is people chirping and chiming in about what other people from outside the city are saying is going on. And, and I can tell you, the bosses I had at the trip and myself, my own personal worth, would have been wounded beyond anything I understand if I was reacting all the time to stuff other people were telling me and it was only one source. And as a, as a guy who fundamentally believes in the importance of the media, even in a realm as indistinguishably farcical as sports compared to other things in the world, the fact that we are just chiming in about if it's Sean Miller or if it was the Hurley brother, and I don't know to this day where Pitt's mind is at, that bothers me as a person who really wants better for this profession. Rob, sources tell me that John Rothstein <laughs> says that Pitt will hold an athletic board meeting on Friday to reevaluate its head coaching search. Yeah, I mean, I... Um, Sources are telling me that John Rothstein is telling me that Pitt will hold an athletic board meeting. That's the problem. That's the problem. Why is John Rothstein all over them? By the way, really good reporter. He was all over the last hire. Um, I don't know if this is because... And look, I'm not saying that there are people covering Pitt that are doing a bad job. I'm just saying, where are the people digging? Like, this is now a program that is going to be hiring its second coach in three or in two seasons. Somebody has to have built up some sources to tell us what they're thinking. Who are the other candidates? Is this really a case of Pitt is just this out on the perch, pun intended? I don't know, but I wish somebody locally would tell me. And, man, Twitter has been a disgusting place with the back and forth between media personalities in town chiming in on this i mean my god shut up and go to work i muted a couple of uh personalities that are in this town uh just because of exactly what you're talking about rob rossi joining me here on the crowley show all i've got to say rob is that the pittsburgh media is laying an egg right now okay that was that's that's enough you think so yeah probably you know i thought that they should not have fired jamie dixon but uh, I don't see. Uh, I don't. I'm not eating any crow right now, huh? Yeah. Wow. You went. Hey, let me ask you though, honestly. Do you think that Jamie Dixon was going to stay? I uh, would have been a wing and a prayer. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, the thing about that is, is when you start pecking around at things, um, you know, you might have to take off, and you never know if you'll stick the landing. Rossi, I think you should try to get the scoop on this one to be a nice feather in your cap okay you wanted me on for two segments didn't you i did <laughs> but we'll just wing the second one <laughs> rob rossi okay. from the trip joining me here on the crowley show uh rob i also told a young man that he could call me uh somebody that i know from a friend uh that wanted to have advice from uh, a real broadcaster and a real journalist slash columnist. So we actually have him on the line. Do you feel comfortable giving advice to a young man by the name of Isaac? Sure. I mean, after he's listened to this segment, I can't imagine what he would do other than run screaming, but why not? I think his career is going to take off. Let's talk to Isaac now. Isaac, uh, you've got the floor, man. You're now on the radio, but you're also going to get some real-world advice from two 
big-time pros. Uh, Isaac, what do you got for us, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, first time, long time. Whoa, you got a good voice, though. <laughs> Thanks. What do you um, got for us? So I'll kind of let you know where I am right now in this uh, process and get your advice on it. Um, I'm a senior in high school. I'm actually on my way right now to go tour uh, University of Ohio. Um, I'm looking at journalism programs or broadcast. And uh, my, my big question for you guys that I'm looking for some advice on um, is when it comes to going and you know spending the money on a big journalism school versus uh, sticking with kind of a local program and trying to network. If you have one that you think is a must-have or just any advice in that sort of realm. Ross, do you want to go? Well, Isaac, um, I, I didn't realize this was serious. I kind of thought this was a farce. First of all, <laughs> by the time I was a senior in high school, I was already being paid by the Associated Press to write for them. So, And I would Jeez. just encourage you right now to think about, um, do you already, are you already sort of behind the eight ball? And that doesn't mean that you're not going to succeed, but there are people out there right now in your position who are already getting real-world experience. I was accepted to Ohio University. I was accepted to WVU. Hail. I chose WVU because I knew I could go there and get into their journalism school quicker, but also that I would have an opportunity not to have to work for the student newspaper there, but work for the daily paper, the Dominion Post, which I did for three years. And believe it or not, when I was at WVU, it was the part, number one party school two out of the four years I was there, and I didn't even have a drink until, like, my second semester of my senior year because I was working 50 hours a week at the daily paper. So my, I guess my advice is this is really hard. You have to put in a lot of hours. I would recommend staying local if you have local contacts. But what I would really recommend is getting a degree in something else completely, and I'm not saying that to joke. I would recommend getting a degree in something else completely and learning journalism on the side because if you do that, you'll be more prepared to stick with journalism and enjoy journalism as opposed to sort of falling out of love with it for whatever reason and not making any money, which you're not going to do right away. Oh, my God, Rossi. I mean, you're killing this poor kid's spirits. It's, it's become, it's, honestly, it's become a little awkward. Isaac, I'll, I'll call you for real uh, later tonight if that works for you, okay? I'll text all right, you, yeah. all right, buddy? All right, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I, well, I appreciate the, uh, the honesty and... Um, you know, I'll take it on the account. Thanks, guys. Ross, he's the best man. Hey, thanks, Isaac. Be good, buddy. He just had me publicly crush a kid on the air for you. Is that what you did? Yeah, well, well, I didn't ask you to do that. I mean, if you were as wise as an owl, Rossi, you would have just played up the fact that you got a radio I think, audience. I think, I, think, I think what I was trying to do is inform him that he might not be able to sort of build the best nest out of a career in journalism. Um, and that his wings would maybe be better spread by seeking out other options. Hmm. I can Rob, do this all day. Rob Rossi joining me here on the Crowley Show. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some sports. Perhaps. I mean, we tend, <laughs> we tend to... Call in for some advice. I'd love to crush some more dreams today. You know what? That might be a great segment idea to just have people call in and Rossi give them real world advice. I love that. And we'll just call it every day Rossi's puffling. <laughs> All right, sir. I'll see you on the other side. Perhaps two can play at that game. Two can. Damn it! It's the Crowley Show. Uh. Joe, you had a dream last night, didn't you? Weird one. I think you did. 
Yeah, it was pretty strange. What happened? So I dreamt that my neighbor's cat came over and like coughed up a hairball all over our kitchen floor. He was like the size of another cat. So I, I picked that up and threw it away and then I ended up having sex with uh, Anne Hathaway. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. We're back at Sensi's for the Bud Light March Manias contest. It's cockatiel hour. Come on out. I've had two cans. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Bud Light is the beer that you can count on. We can always count on Rob Rossi to crush the hopes and dreams of young people throughout the world. Uh, Rossi did not know I was going to do that. Hello, Rob. Yeah, anybody else? Uh, I do like this idea, just like a weekly spot where I give advice and just crush people. But I'd rather it not be young journalists that we could maybe steer to our old alma mater. So. Yeah, good point there. Uh, I've been texting with Isaac, and uh, he he is going to reach out to you, by the way. Uh, very okay. nice of Rob to say, I'm going to need to talk to that guy privately. Uh, but I also said the same thing to Isaac. Isaac's a good kid. He wants to be a journalist. We thought we'd have a little bit of fun with him. And by we, I mean me, and Rob had no idea. Uh, Rob Rossi. You're a terrible person, Adam. It should be ill eagle. Uh, joining me here. Uh, on the show, ah, Jesus, just I'm I'm full of them, man. I really I really am, but you don't you're have really to... showing your feathers now, huh? Uh, well, it sounds like you're amused. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, all right, how about that? So Rob... sports, sports. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Fine. I wrote a piece today, and I don't think it's probably fair to call him a piece whenever you're actually a good writer, and I'm just a guy who puts up blogs, but. Uh, I wrote one today about hope in sports and why I love it. I don't think West Virginia is going to beat Villanova, and frankly, I don't want to talk about that. But the fact that I've had a week here to sit and stew on the fact that maybe they could, to believe that they could, to imagine that they could, I think that's the best part of sports, Rob. And to me, the upset in whatever sport it is, is I think what keeps people coming back more than maybe anything else. Um... That's probably true, the last part. I'm, I'm not a fan of upsets uh, because I tend to think in a tournament like this, I'd rather see in the later rounds the best teams play each other. But uh, I'll say this. I think the social media age has done more to quell hope in people, in sports fans, than anything I could have imagined in my lifetime. It seems to me that in the world of instant everything, the one thing people can't do anymore is simply take time and enjoy the ride. And I try to tell people all the time, Adam, you know, it's not the job of a fan to worry about the future, to worry about what free agency might look like, to worry about what the next playoff round might be. Really, your job as a fan is to enjoy everything. Now, I mean, you, look, I, people say you can't tell fans what to do. I disagree. If we didn't tell uh, fans what to do, you know, fans just be left to their own devices. And right now, their own devices don't allow them to enjoy everything. Uh, you saw that this past season where an entire Steelers season was spent by Steelers fans worrying about the Patriots. Um, you're going to see it next. You're going to see it right now with the Penguin fans worrying about should they get home ice advantage? Can't they get home ice advantage because they're not good on the road? All these things. Just enjoy the ride. Um, and especially around here, Adam, whether you're, like, looking at around here, like, the region, you know, so you can include West Virginia, that 
for the most part, it's been a pretty damn great time to be a sports fan in Pittsburgh in this region. And I do hope people enjoy it because these things don't last forever. Um, whether we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger having you know having that type of quarterback or just something like Sidney Crosby, like last night, like you know people were so worried about the game being three. You know, did they stop and look at, like, that was one of those games. There's only been, what, 76 victories where the Penguins have had Crosby and Malkin each score a goal. So, I mean, that's pretty rare. As great as those players are, that's pretty rare. And I do hope people can just enjoy things. And I hope that they can keep having hope and not just living in this moment of trying to evaluate everything instantly. Rob, to that point to stick with the bird theme the blackhawks i mean you're seeing it right now uh this is right. a t- this is a team that i mean they won three stanley cups and now it's probably over and the penguins i mean they continue their success and i was saying it earlier in the show just to think about crosby's performance last night it, it gave you an opportunity to reflect on his career and he's been in his prime the entire time he's been in the league Right. He's been in his prime for his entire career. Evgeny Malkin, the same thing. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. We talked about it at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate uh, last Wednesday, that Pittsburgh fans are in an era right now where they're going to see a lot of success, and you need to just absorb absorb. Pardon me, it. Rob- Pittsburgh fans in the past seven years have watched two of the five greatest hockey players they'll ever see in this town, in Crosby and Malkin. They've watched maybe the best football player not named Joe Green to ever play in this town in Ben Roethlisberger. And they watched a guy in Andrew McCutcheon who was probably one of the ten best Pirates ever. And I don't know if they enjoyed it enough. I don't think that they did. Uh, I, I, I don't think that it's a question, honestly, Rob, whether or not that they did. Uh, the guy, yeah, I mean, they didn't play in the playoffs a lot, but it wasn't his fault. Uh, it certainly wasn't his fault. And, and he's a guy that over his career in Pittsburgh, it wasn't a lengthy career, but over his prime, he had a Hall of Fame-type prime. Don't think it's going to mean he'll be in Canton one day, or where the hell is it, Cooperstown one day. But uh, McCutcheon, right. But you saw an all-time pirate. And, right. And in Crosby and Malkin, let's think about this. In his 13th season, Sidney Crosby is still the best player in hockey. He is holding off Connor McDavid at least as well as Wayne Gretzky held off Mario Lemieux, which saying something uh, in terms of the guy who's going to take him over. Evgeny Malkin and his 12th season is chasing a third scoring title and a second MVP. These two were the leading scorers in the postseason last year, which was their 11th postseason together. Okay? This is by all accounts, historical. And I I do want Pittsburghers, especially Penguin fans, because let's face it, they get on me for everything, but there's a chance the Penguins aren't going to win a round in this postseason. Stop it. Okay? No, there's a chance. You're about to get ostrich-sized, Rob. Yeah, that's true, but the thing about an ostrich is they bury their head in the sand, and I'm (sighs) not willing to do that. God, you're good. Keep going. I'm just saying, even if that happens, okay, or let's take it to the other extreme, Adam. Let's say win the Stanley Cup again, all right? And let's say if Getty Malkin wins the Conn Smythe or Phil Kessel wins the Conn, or whoever, right? 
Don't start talking about four peaks right away. <laughs> don't start. Yeah. If they lose, if they lose, if they don't win a playoff series this year, maybe instead of worrying about that or thinking, what do they got to do? You could just take a deep breath and go, you know, they made the playoffs again, which they're the only team in the league to make the playoffs the last 12 years. And let's just maybe think about how hard it is to do what they've done. Rob Rossi. And I don't, I, people don't do that. And if I, look, when I say, Adam, that I don't like being a fan, it's because of the way fans behave. I'm glad I'm not a fan because I couldn't deal with that. As cynical as I am, the pessimism that comes with being a fan these days would be infuriating. I don't know, Rob. I'm not telling you it's going to happen, but I do think West Virginia's got a pretty good chance of beating Villanova. I do, too. I do, too. I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> West Virginia beats Villanova and then loses the next game that we don't think they should lose. Uh, the one where they're playing Texas Tech they already beat twice this year to right. go to the Final right. Four. Yeah, damn it. That is so. That's so much better than my theory. My theory is that they're going to get up 16 on Villanova in the second half and blow it the way that they've blown all their games this year. But yours is even better. That's even worse. It's the same. My God. Look, Adam, I've, I've seen. I, I've seen this story before, and I'll keep going back. There's a reason we call it almost heaven. It's because we're never going to really know. Well, that and the drug problem. Rob Rossi joining me here on the Crowley Show for two segments. We really appreciate Rob. He's one of my favorites. He really is uh, in, in real life. And oh, you're that such crap, by the way. In not real life. Rob, 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 you got to know something about me. As much as uh, we have fun on the I've radio show. To, I've asked you to, to hang out to watch West Virginia games. I've invited you to adult ceremonies, and you just mock and ignore. You're a bad person, Adam Crowley. What kind of but ceremony did you invite me to? The adult ceremony. When's that? Friday night? They're naming an owl after me. Did you not get this? I know that they're naming an owl after you, Rob, but do you know what's happening at 727 on Friday night? And this ceremony ends at 720 because of that. Rossi, I have a show till 7, so I have to be at the show till 7. Then you want me to drive to the aviary. I'll get there at 727, at which point you're gone. The West Virginia game's on and my life sucks. I'm surprised you just didn't ask me to do your show so you can see the West Virginia game. Rossi, you want to do my show tomorrow? No. <laughs> Two more things for Rob Rossi. And honestly, honestly, Rob, here here is the deal. I like you. I would love to hang out with you. Like we've we've hung we've talked. Adam, about I, Adam, we're, we're we're giving the audience too much of a behind the curtain look. You know that I don't hang out with people. I hate people. That's a good point. You are much like the ostrich we mentioned earlier. Head, sand, hello. If you're over eighteen, and your name is Dan. Should you ever go by Danny? No. Can you dress up your dog and not be a douche? No. You're truly a jack of all trades. Keep going. I got this. Can you can you systematically function in a society where two old white men are threatening to beat each other up? I think we are, aren't we? Well, Two of them might be running for president in two years. Well, you know what they say. Uh, things might have blown over by then. Biden's be Biden. That's a reach. Uh, That's a reach. Uh, no. That's a reach. Yeah, now it's over. That was not good. Yeah. I really went for that one. I maybe tried. You should always, maybe you shouldn't go back to wearing a diaper. Goodbye, Rob. Thanks a lot, buddy. See you, Trixie. Ah! <laughs> uh,
I don't like that he got the better of that exchange. Rob's the best. He really is. And he he's, a nice, he's such a nice guy. He felt bad about what happened to Isaac. So he texted me. He was like, can you give me Isaac's number so I don't crush all of his hopes and dreams? <laughs> he also, I may or may not be looking things up here for bird puns. Rossi just crushed the ostrich head in the sand joke without any prep. Yep, without even trying. My God, he's a great guy. I really love Rossi. I'd love to do a show with him, although he'd become the star, and then I would fade away, and that would stink. I'd become extinct, like the dodo bird. He's a jack of all trades. Already got that one in there, Brian. I know. I was just, uh, I was reiterating it for the love of God. I was agreeing with you. Look. Oh, is that what reiterate means? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Raptor man. If you don't think that a Velociraptor is the bird, and the Raptor is the dinosaur. I can't help you. Also, that being said, that Wait being minute, said, what? Tom, did he just change? I did not. I don't argument. even understand he what he just said. Argument. That being said, here, drink your Bud Light. Let Tom and I do the show for a second. All right, you guys, you guys do the show. I'm gonna drink Bud Light because it's the beer I can count on, and clearly you guys can't count on me. Tom, I'm pretty sure we work for an idiot. I'm a little concerned too. It's I mean, honestly like, amazing that he remembers to breathe every morning when some, he wakes up. Sometimes you look at this and you're like, you know, I think he might be kidding, but like today is a, one of those times where I really do. And not it's kind of sad because I really don't think he's kidding. No, and it's awful. I mean, this is the product of a West Virginia education. He's doing his school wrong. Yeah. If an owl. Wait a minute, dude. We're trying to do a show here. Oh, okay? keep drinking your Bud Light, please. Just here, take your Bud Light. Have a nice, refreshing here sip. Here at mm. March Mania. But seriously, man, I, I think we might need a smarter host. <laughs> it's something to look into because I don't even know what he just said. I think he said that velociraptors are birds, but raptors aren't birds. Yeah, but the original argument was that raptors are not birds, they're dinosaurs. Because he apparently watched Jurassic Park at some point. Velociraptors no, are the No, dude, bird. we're doing a show here. I'm okay, sorry. Here, give me your mic. Keep drinking Bud Light. Give me your mic. Thank you. I appreciate that. So coming up next, Crowley's probably going to say stu something stupid. Uh, per usual. Having to do with either double jeopardy or he's going to, uh, I don't know, maybe wish somebody in the media a happy birthday. Ooh. You'd be kind of shocked who it is. It's coming up next on the Crowley Show. Tweet Adam at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh, no, finish your tweet. It's not, that's fine. Just give us a second. There you go. Hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. I've spent a lot of time this week talking about hope and how it's the best thing that you could hope for in sports. Redundant, yes. That's the reality. My man, Tom here, changed his phone backdrop to Tyler Glass now. So you want to talk about hope? That's really taking it far. We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. We are at Sensi's in Wexford. Because it's Bud Light March Mania. And uh, we gave away 68 teams. 68 teams. Oh. Oh. I'm getting yelled at. What did I do? What happened here? Oh, Tom tried to get free food. Oh. And uh, our friends at Bud Light uh, told him that we could have as much Bud Light as we want. But Tom eats so much that he's going to have to pay for that. Uh, Tom, really good job there. Yes. I mean, just really professional of you. Thanks. Well done, Tom. We'll get to the fact that Tom is so full of hope that he thinks the Pirates might actually be good. But before that, it is the birthday 
of one of my favorite people in the Pittsburgh media. It's Matt Geica. He does not know that we're going to give him a call. So we're going to give him a call. Kellen, you mind giving uh, Mr. Geica a ring back there in the old no, studio? No, I'll do it right now. All right, give him a ring. Matt Geica, uh, he, of course, now the co-owner of PittsburghHockeyNow.com. For <laughs> whatever that's worth. It actually is a very good site, Shelly Anderson. A lot of good people there. Bob Grove, uh, Dan Kigursky do a very good job. He's also a writer for PirateProspects.com, uh, formerly of DK, PittsburghSports.com. And it's his birthday today. I don't know how old he is. Uh, sometimes he looks like he's a young guy. Other times his takes make you feel like he's an old guy. So, you know, we just want to wish him a happy birthday. Uh, also, Kellen, how long does it take to dial a phone? What the hell's going on here? There we go. Damn, Keller. He's no Tom. Do we want him to pick up or do we don't leave him a message? Ah, uh, that's... I think, I think... I want him to pick up, but if we leave him a message, we could. it'd be hilarious. Let's just do the show on his message. I'm in. We'll sing him a happy birthday, and then we'll continue with the show. Kellen, do not hang up on him. No, not at all. Hello, you've reached Matt Geica. Please leave a message. <laughs> what a dork. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Gatchka. Happy birthday to you and many more. Love you, Gatchka. From your friends at the Crowley Show. Uh, Tom, I am curious as to why you did not sing there, though. Are you, you what, are you anti-Gatchka? Why do you not like Geica? No, not anti-Gatchka. I'm just, I'm a little peeved at you He's guys. He's upset because we called him out for eating food. No, uh, not that. that. Uh, what is it? What then? happened then, Tom? I don't know. You guys didn't call me to sing me happy birthday when it was my birthday. <laughs> what <laughs> what was your birthday? What are you talking about? It was just a little day called St. Patrick's Day. It your happened. Your birthday is St. Patrick's day. day? You wouldn't know. No, it's not. You wouldn't know. <laughs> no, it's not. Wait a second. Was it really? Wait a second. Yeah, it was. Wait a second. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Tom's all pissed over here because <laughs> oh, we didn't call him on his birthday. Are you kidding me? Wait a second. Wait you literally, a second. Wait a second. You wait literally went out of your way to wait call Matt Geica. Wait a second. Wait a second. But not the producer of your show. Wait a second. Let me see your ID right now. Pull your ID yeah. out. Let me see your ID. There's no way your birthday is actually St. Patrick's Day. You're just pitting this out. That's what's good. Oh, no. Oh, St. Patrick. Uh, That's your birthday. Tom? 94. You're a young pup. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. My you, want, bad. you want to call Geica again? We love you. Want to see if we can get through to him? He's hey, still uh, on. Kellen, can you call Tom right now? Um, call, yeah, you call know Tom what? Tom up from in you on know the what? Hang up on Geica, but first, Geica, uh, happy birthday from your friends here at the Crowley Show. Yeah, we love you, man. Yeah, I love you, man. Whatever, uh, Geica. All yeah. Right. See you, Geica. Let's uh, call Tom now. You want to call Tom? So can you pull that off? Yeah, yeah give me a second. Yeah, we'll let you call Tom, Kellen. You need his number? I can give it to you on the air. Yeah, we we'll give it to you on the air. No, no, no. No, I got it. Thanks, oh, okay. Kellen. I appreciate okay, cool. that. All right. One of the great stories of all time of a number being read on the air. I, in my early days doing Pittsburgh Sports Night on 104.7 FM News Talk, I gave my number instead of the number that's supposed to be given out, and I got blown up. Tim Benz, he gave his phone number out. And 
he got blown up when he was doing the X Morning Show. It was St. Patrick's Day weekend. He accidentally said his number, and then he got destroyed. Oh, I mean, no. just a bunch of inebriated people. I got in a lot of trouble one time for doing that. I was working in Dallas, at the fan in Dallas, and uh, we had this listener. We had a text line, so you could text and read texts like through the station to a direct number. So we're getting texts, and this one guy was being extremely, extremely racist. Like in a way that you ever, that you couldn't even imagine somebody was this bad. And so he kept going, and we said, look, you keep going. We're going to give a number every time you keep sending us. So it started off with the first number, second number, and I'll never forget it. The last time he sent something, and I just gave the last number. This guy got blown up. The station had lawyers call. It was a mess, man. Like, we were in trouble. He deserved it. He did deserve it, but I'd do it again if I had to. Happy birthday to you. I think so. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Thomas Ackerman. I mean, oh, son of a gun. Happy birthday to you. Are we square? Many more? Yes. That's great, guys. Um, I couldn't have asked for anything more, honestly. I know. So Thank you're happy you so now, much. right? Total surprise. I'm really happy. Yeah. Did you have was, any idea? Yeah. Okay. No, we th- like to think about about you, Tom. You're very important uh, and an, I- an integral part of this program, I might say. So, I mean, like when you have a birthday or an anniversary or anything like that, when you eventually ask your girlfriend to marry you, um, we'll be there for you, man. That's because we love you. We That's love great. you like a brother. I know you would never miss it, so no. I'm, just really, I'm just really proud. Thanks, God man. bless, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, man. You'd be good, buddy. Many more, buddy. You too. Yeah. Here's Tom's I'm number. Not, I'm not getting him a gift. I did not ever not like that guy. I just, I just feel like, I mean, really, he's worth, he's worth more being away from the show than he is being with the show. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. The number. If you'd like to wish Tom a happy birthday, you can get after us on Twitter again at underscore Adam Crowley. I asked my Twitter audience today, which is large, what are some games that you went into as a fan thinking, my team didn't have a shot, and then you wound up being pleasantly surprised. For me, I had West Virginia-Kentucky back in 2010. Kentucky had a bunch of pros, including John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins. West Virginia was able to win that game really convincingly and go to the Final Four. That's my biggest one, but a couple of others stick out in my mind. Last year, Penguins-Capitals, round two, game seven. Penguins had gotten outscored 9-4 in their previous two contests combined. They were awesome full. Didn't think they had a shot. They won that game, and really, they played maybe their best game in the entire tournament. So, these things happen, where your team, you don't think's got a chance, and they win the game. The reason I ask is because I don't think people think West Virginia's got a chance. We'll hear from Dickie V coming up from ESPN at 620. He'll tell me if they've got a chance. But I believe, and I've got hope, and there's nothing better as a sports fan than hope. Case in point, young Tom Offerman, who's back from his birthday hiatus. Uh, by the way, you're welcome for getting some time off for your birthday. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah, that. No problem. It's yeah. on a Saturday this year, but still, thank you so much. I meant the last 10 minutes. Oh, okay. You got Tyler Glass now licking himself as your home screen on your phone. You're a big believer in the Buckos this year. I am. You know, my home screen was McCutcheon for the past two years, but as we all know, he is no longer a Pittsburgh Pirate. So I had to make the change. It took me a long time to figure it out, but I've settled on Tyler, and I, I'm putting all of my chips 
towards the center of the table on Tyler Glass now. Yeah, by the way, we uh, Tom and I were out very early this morning doing some work for the station. We had to check a few sites out for some things. So it's early. You know, you don't want to be up really. You barely got. You barely have any coffee in you. And, and one of the first things Tom says to me, Pirates are winning 94 games this year. Uh, it was 92. 92. I don't want you to uh, oversell I'm sorry. it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You're right, man. That's, that's bad of me. 92 games, which is a huge difference. So 92 games. This is what I'm dealing with all morning long. Tom, what gives you hope that the Pirates can be good this year? Well, I think the biggest question mark going into it was the rotation. But as I said before with my phone background, I'm a big believer in glass now. Have you seen the way this guy's been pitching this spring? That ball is jumping all over the plate, up, down, left, right. They, hitters are clueless up there. Tom, Tyler Glasnow's 0-2 with an 8.03 ERA, and he's got a whip of 1.78. Whipping it. Yeah, but he's got 19 strikeouts in 12.1 innings. Oh, well, then we're all right so, then. I'm just saying the ball's jumping all over he's the place. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, if it's happening in spring training, it, it must be real. 8.03, huh? Yep. Wow. Pretty bad, Tom. It really jumped up there, didn't it? It really did. Uh, you said that his fastball was jumping, yeah, off the barrels of the bats of his opponent. Well, I think that was just one bad start, so we, oh, could, sure. we could sweep that one under the rug. Yeah, sure. Okay. 0-2, 803, all right, four games. What are we going to turn into? The station across the street? We're going to talk about how the Pirates could be good? They could be good. Well, Look, the movement they on could be good. The movement on Glasnow's arm is very nice. I like the angle at which his elbow is presenting the You pitch. know what? He does have that good arm side run, though. He does. He's he got does. that good arm side run, and he can throw the ball about 100 miles an hour. Yep. You know what? I think he could be good. He really could be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, I man. Finally, uh, you're coming over to my side of things. No, he I'm really could you. be good. Hey, call eh, in, might call be good. in right now. Do you think Tyler Glass now could be good? What? Is that what they do across the street? Yeah, you're saying? that's what I just did. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was yeah. a great impression. You like that? Yeah. That's not bad. But yeah. what do you think Tyler Glass now could add to the rotation this year? Well, I, I think he could add a have plus you, uh, Have you ever uh, heard of a, someone called Randy Johnson when he pitched for the Mariners? A lefty, but I see where you're coming from. Correct, he's a lefty, but tall. Tall. Very tall. Tall, tall. enough to play quarterback in the NFL. Throws honestly. the ball hard. Honestly, they should probably think about switching him to quarterback. Like Todd Helton? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, throws the ball hard. Yeah. Another good point. Yeah. Uh, can change speeds with his pitches. Yeah, sure. A lot of movement on his pitches. Sure. And uh, he likes to work the strike zone. Sometimes so much that he doesn't hit it at all. So This is a good topic. Do you have faith, Pittsburgh? 412 <laughs> 9370 <laughs> that the Pirates can win more games than they lost last year. That's right. Not win more games than they won. Can they win more games than they lost last year? 412 920 9370. That's the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Will tweets in. That he thinks the Steelers beating Joe Montana in San Francisco's 15-1 season was one of those days where he had hope, but he didn't think it could happen. Stop listening to me, man. You're too old. Eh, get out of here with that nonsense. I don't need that crap. I need some young people weighing in. And they are. I've got a lot of 13-9s. That, I suppose, shouldn't be surprising to anyone. But I also got a couple of tweets. The Steelers with Landry Jones... When they played the Cardinals a couple of years ago. While I agree and did a pregame show saying as much that they would not win the game, I also don't think that can register. If you're talking about the tournament, that's a huge game. If you're talking about 13-9, that's a huge game. If you're talking about Steelers in Arizona in November when the Steelers didn't have Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, I don't think that so much counts. Coming up next.
Pitt basketball sucks. Luckily, nobody in our Bud Light March Mania tournament drew Pitt. If you did, you wouldn't have gotten the Sensi's gift card. Virginia fans, at least you got one. At least you got that Sensi's gift card, even though you thought you were probably playing for a round of golf. Pitt, coaching search. Next, live from Sensi's, it's Bud Light March Mania on the Crowley Show.